When you save on auto insurance for driving safe with USAA SafePilot, you'll feel like a big deal. Even in a traffic jam. Save up to 30% with USAA SafePilot. Restrictions apply. Oh, no. Dude, it didn't. Okay, greetings and salutations, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Pod Wants Podcast. Today, we are going to be covering the Iron Squadron. I'm your host, Carcar J, joined by my co-host, Luke. Hey, what's going on, everybody? And my co-host, Harith. Welcome back, everybody. Let's get on to the show. Uh, what episode are we going to be talking about today? Tra- I said Iron Squadron. You didn't hear me. He usually never mind. All right, let's get. I did let's, say. It. I did say it. Let, I did let's say let's it. let's get into this. This is already going so well. But I. The Jedi Knights are all but destroyed, and yet your task is not complete, Inquisitor. The Emperor has foreseen a new threat rising against him. The Podwans Podcast. I give you one job. Fook. Okay, first I glitched. you really you did I will I say glitched. you did you did you did, you did glitch that was hilarious that was great. Not only did I glitch, but I also did say. <laughs> I you know what? Also, it's gonna be the funnier part is Luke. On the audio version on Spotify, he won't glitch. No, which is gonna make it ten times funnier. Yeah, yeah, he won't glitch. It'll be great. Um, okay, so Char obviously is not here. What? Because he is getting on a he's going to be boarding a plane and uh he will be here with me on saturday uh playing jedi I'm survivor right hence no your name is carter not char so i'm sure i'm sure carter carter's been part of the anyway, since day one anyway, Luke, anyway. what are you talking about we've got we've we've got one guest today he has been lit on literally almost everything uh Fun fact, he just finished Star Wars Rebels not too long ago. So that's kind of hilarious. Um, and yeah, so uh, let's introduce our one and only guest, uh, Forward in the Black or Chase. Rebels is almost as good as Resistance. <laughs> I knew that was coming. Nice. Uh, um, Chase, how are you doing? Great. How, how are you doing since celebrations ended? I mean, we were about three weeks out, so yeah. So it wasn't it wasn't it bad this time. Uh, I think especially since I'd seen people in the interim between both celebrations. Um, yeah. So, and then uh, we're going with a group. We're going with uh, Mara J Skywalker and Star Wars Tia to go see. Ray. Um, nice. Yeah. You going to see so that tomorrow? We're, uh saturday uh so nice. we're gonna go to lincoln's lincoln center uh, okay um, cool so yeah uh the 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 postcon blues wasn't as bad especially knowing like i'm gonna see people like three weeks into it and then like i mean i saw harith you know after celebration in seattle <laughs> saw you in philly i haven't seen i haven't seen carter since celebration yeah. I seen anybody since Major L. Actually, no. I've seen Aiden since Celebration. That's right. It sounds yeah. like I need to keep Carter in the loop about something. <laughs> so we'll discuss that off air. Oh, yeah. 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 No, I think he already knows about that. He knows about it. About it I'm pretty sure he does. But Carter anyway. Uh, Chase, <laughs> yeah, where can, <laughs> Chase, where can the good people follow you? You can follow me. How does this work? 
Nope. Nope. <laughs> Forward nope, into baby. the black <laughs> on TikTok, Twitch, uh, YouTube. Uh, I haven't streamed in a while, but about Star Wars and Star Citizen on TikTok, and then I usually stream Elite Dangerous or Star Citizen uh, on Twitch and YouTube. And are you going to play Jedi Survivor? Okay. Eventually. I got to play Resident Evil 4. Uh, <laughs> I got I to play a lot of games before I play. I, like, also, Armored Core 6 got a release date for August, so... <laughs> Watch out, Survivor. Survivor can wait. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man but we love having you on chase you're always a delight to have i mean in some cases you kind of are like the fifth member of the, the podcast fifth. I, thought, I thought chase created pod ones and was the founding member and then no, got dethroned by we're, luke we're not we're not going yeah. we're not we're not going with that we're not going with that um uh but yeah it's uh we are uh yeah we're talking iron squadron uh, but the icebreaker question, uh, if you had to put a squad together, uh, that resembled iron squadron that we see like the, the three, uh, the gang of three, uh, from the star Wars community, who would you choose and why? Can I just like get codename Fulcrum and call it? <laughs> I guess, <laughs> but I mean, there are two other, I mean, there's two more. Uh, two more if I could do co- Codename Fulcrum for sure. Yeah. Are, are we are we looking like just to take on the Empire, right? Yes. Well, I mean, right. it, it, yeah, yeah. Codename Fulcrum. Okay. Carter. Wow. Who else is All like right. fucking ripped? <laughs> you need somebody <laughs> to be smart here. I don't. You <laughs> idiot. He already is. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right. If I pick someone smart, it'd be Beth. If I could do Beth. Uh, okay. Uh, oh. Beth Carter and Nick. That's okay. all I need. Okay, that's in, that's a good that's a good squad. That's a good squad. Uh, Carter, who would you choose? Okay, I'm taking Chris. Ooh, that's a good choice. I'm taking Chris. Good choice. The mediator, because I feel like I would be too trigger happy, and I would need something <laughs> to like. All right, calm down now. So I'm gonna go. Him, I'm gonna go, and I get two more. Yeah, you get two more. I might. I'm gonna go. Actually, I'm also gonna go Chase. Not just because he picked me, but because I feel like he could pilot very well. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. Well, does it I, not uh, make sense? It does, but I'm also it calling Paul that he that it, that the main reason is because he chose you. And then, okay, then I'm gonna go. Okay, I'm gonna go bail. Oh, and then I'm gonna go Harith. Is, then Harith is the astromech druid. <laughs> oh my! You're you're doomed God. for picking bail. He will. He yeah, will, that's what I was gonna say. He will like, unintentionally bail? sabotage every bail? mission. Really, bail. I mean, that's. I guess you're dying on the first day. That's awesome. 
Oh. What's gonna happen is he's just gonna he's gonna be on your first mission. He's gonna say, "I'm not that drunk," and then, <laughs> 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 and, then can, and then just stumble over everything. Uh, oh, oh man! But anyway, um, my three. Well, I'm gonna be sappy. I'd pick I'd pick Alanis. Cause oh, wonder why? Then we could we could have like a whole kind of like. Hurricane uh, thing, except you're way less um, cool than Kanan. Uh, I mean, I'm kind of cooler than Kanan, so there you go. Um, uh, Aiden, no, I was literally, I shit you not, that's hilarious. I would pick Aiden because he is very intelligent, but he can also like make make anybody laugh in like a blink of an eye. Like it, it and it doesn't even need to be like. Eh, anything quick or it, he's just he's hilarious and then the number three spots tough number three spots tough mm. i would have to say star wars theory oh absolutely <laughs> not i would shoot him outside of a outside the absolutely. into like the I, I would I would jettison him into space to freeze and die. No, you would, you would do that, and then he would come and like come back and ship like the Death Troopers and Mando season two. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh. Who's who's my last who's my last person? Um. Honestly, I have to go Char. Char's a sleeper pick. He is a sleeper pick. Like, so are we, are we going fours in that? I thought we were going threes. Well, you you uh, are the fourth. He, you, yeah, you are the fourth. Yeah, you would technically be the fourth because you'd be the astromech. Like that's perfect, Carter, for for like doing that. That is absolutely absolutely perfect because Hera does fit that really well. So I feel like you could like spot. hack something, do something. No, yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, I got a squad. Oh yeah, yeah, Harris, what's squad. yours? I mean, Carter's still half the squad, but he forgot two key members. Ooh. So obviously, I'm going Chris and Chase, then okay. going Andrew Demolanta, and then Codename Fulcrum. Wow. Wow. That's a. Wow. That's a pretty good squad. Man, you're. Wow. Okay. Going, going an all male cast. That is a move. That is a move. That is a move. I do like, I will say, I like Luke's pick of Alanis. Because I feel like if anything got too crazy, Atlantis could, like, I don't know, teach us something. Let's be real. The fact that nobody picked Remy actually oh, bothers yeah. me. I should have picked Remy. Remy uh, is, if we're picking Remy. an astromech, is Remy. Yeah. Oh, Remy oh is God. Chopper. Yes. yes, Remy is Chopper. Oh, my God, yes. By the way. Um, anybody here who uh, is looking for an editor, either for podcasts, TikTok, shorts, anything, hit up Remy. She's well, doing. I got competition doing... now. Oh, I mean, she's... <laughs> she did a really good job when we were gone, so I can't. I can't. Uh... Remy, DNA, minute, a video essay on why Harrods suck. <laughs> <laughs> What Chase? Uh, are you gonna write this entirely with Chat GPT? Uh, okay. No, don't use Chat GPT. I, I, I Terminator to come true. 
<laughs> um, element. Uh, the squads are for if you had to choose. Uh, we'll say no, four they're for your mom. Uh, four. Uh, four people to take on the Empire with from the Star Wars community. Who would you check, pick, and why? Um, but yeah, always Remy. Always looking out for you. Um, but yeah, that's that's the icebreaker question. She is fast. I'm faster. Uh, but anyway. Uh, that's not always so a good that's... thing. <laughs> All right. Now, on that note, uh, um, we are going to get into the story of Iron Squadron. So... The story of Iron Squadron. Uh, the Rebels crew is sent to Adelon, uh, which is the home planet of uh, Sato. I can't ever remember. Yeah. Is, it, is it Commander Sato? It's Commander Sato. Um, June Sato. And they encounter Iron Squadron. Uh, so it's a ragtag group of kids. It's three, it's three kids and a R5 astromech droid. Uh, and they are... What? It's an R3 unit. Oh, R3 unit. Sorry. R3 unit. And uh, they're taking on the Empire. And uh, the Rebels crew is kind of like being like, oh, that's interesting. Good job. Like they, they, they kind of are impressive. And then they join up and it's like, oh, so you guys, it, it's funny because like the entire time Matt Mardigan is like talking about taking down Star Destroyers. And it's like, that like, and I love how every single time he brings it up, like Sabina's like, "That's not a Star Destroyer," <laughs> and it's just like constant, constant. So they end up the Empire send, ends up uh, sending reinforcements. Uh, the Rebels crew tries to get Iron Squadron to, um, uh, off of uh, like to like leave with them, uh, and Matt doesn't agree with that he stays behind uh ezra has to convince uh hera to go back for him him and sabine go back for him they save him and the rebels crew and well it's just isn't it just no but commander sato shows up man i just watched this but now i'm just like blanking well so, you missed that um the one member is sato's nephew and yeah that that's that, yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Matt, Mark. Mark, why do I want to call him Matt? I don't know. Anyway, uh, cool Char, interesting. Uh, wow. You know what? You know what? It's not as easy as you make it out to be. Okay. Chase. Anyway. Anyway. Um, I would, uh, so obviously they, they rescue, uh, Mart and he comes back and him and Sato have a nice little moment and that's the end. By the way, did you guys notice the, the droid sound at the end of the episode? The way, like the bonk? Yes, there's a yeah. clanking sound. I, that's I, that's Chopper killing that. R3. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but since we're talking about uh, Mark Matten's, uh, um as a character, 
How does his stubbornness and desire to prove himself as a capable leader reflect the larger theme of adolescent heroism that we see in Star Wars and arrogance? Um, how does that uh, contribute to his character development throughout the show? I mean, we only see him a handful of times after this episode. I mean, he plays a pretty pretty big role in the end of season four. Um, yep. Like as far as the the. Uh, the siege of Lothal, I guess is what we would call it. Like he's a, a pretty key member of that, of like kind of the standby group. And then uh, Ezra really tasks him for making sure that, I mean, he's the one about the burgles. Uh, yep. It's just one of those things of it's just like, he as prominent as the ghost squad, but like, I think the rebellion kind of recognizes him. He obviously has the family connection. Um, but I, I think Mart's a really interesting character because Mart is of Ezra in the beginning of Rebels. Um, well, while Ezra gets to see himself and how he was, and Ezra even talks yeah. to him, and he's like, "I know why you f- this way. I had to do the same." And it says, "It's this not just for Mart. It's his growing moment, Ezra, that self-realization of like, this is how I was. This is probably how a bunch of people were, um, kind of coming into you know into the rebellion or their own rebellion, right?" Um, and he, like, he's not mis. He wants to take down the empire. Is trying to take from him, and he's trying to defend his home from these like horrible, horrible people. So, like, he's. I think he's a character, and I do like seeing that. Like, he, such you know, he kind of like his character arc and be pretty important to the rebellion. And I think Ezra recognizes that. I think he recognizes himself in him, and then puts him in a pretty important role in the end of Rebels. So I. Iron Squadron's great. Yeah. Um, it, it, it. I hate the fact that Chase was cutting in and out the entire time during that. No. It wasn't that. It was dog. It wasn't. It wasn't. Ter- it wasn't terrible. But, um, I got the gist of that, and I totally agree. I think it was interesting for kind of to see Ezra, um, kind of see, uh, kind of feel, see and feel how the ghost crew kind of felt when he was in, in that same situation where he was kind of like, Hey, I can do it all on my own. Um, and everything like that. It's, 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 it's great. Carter, your thoughts. Um, what I think like this week and last week, both kind of have similar themes of people not really wanting to join the rebellion. And then they do join the rebellion. Like last week was, um, gosh, what's his name? In the Mandalorian episode. Oh, uh, Fenrau. Fenrau. Fenrau didn't necessarily want to join the Rebellion until he like really trusted them. And it was kind of the same thing with Mart here. He didn't really want to join the Rebellion at first. And then once he got, or once he kind of saw the Rebellion's morals and how he kind of agreed with that, he kind of joined, which is pretty cool. And it kind of shows how the Ghost Crew is making an impact on the galaxy. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it's just, it's interesting to see. Um, Cause I'd like to see like maybe a book or something with his character. Cause I feel like his character is kind of one of those glup shadow type of uh, characters. Um, I find him very, very interesting throughout this episode because he's like, Hey, I've taken down a star destroyer. Just see like how naive he kind of is throughout this episode is, is just fun. And to see Sabine kind of be like, hey, every single time, that's not a Star Destroyer, was just interesting. Harris, your thoughts? 
I mean, you have to out me like this? <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. So, I guess I'll have to explain what was going on before the podcast tonight. So, I usually, what I do for my prep style, again, Luke's very different. He'll watch the episode, like, Tuesday this week, and then, like, write the question a week in advance. I'm the type that, like, waits till the last second, watches the episode, like, a couple hours before, then writes the question. But I was dealing with a power outage for six hours straight, so... Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. I haven't watched the episode. <laughs> hey. All right. Well, forget that. Uh, we'll go to the chat. Uh, um, uh, Kenny goes, uh, it's, it needs, a, uh, needs of, a, of approval, not much on Teenage Rebellion. He wants to make a name for himself. That's, that's, that's fair. That's fair. Um, obviously, we get Chase finally finishing <laughs> Rebels. So that's a plus. But... Um, uh we definitely can move into the second question because it is has to do with Ezra. Carter, glad you're glad you're here to hear me talk about Ezra in a positive manner. Yeah, I don't know. I, I actually don't know why you don't like Ezra. I just, I, I, I just, he. Because he's better it, than Anakin? <laughs> no. No. It, he uh, is. First of all, First of all, first of all, first of all, is Ezra in Fortnite or gonna be in Fortnite? I didn't think so. So that is I, not I a good this. metric. I love this is how we create the character. Are they in Fortnite? No, yes. No, li- no, literally, no, literally. I and I tweeted this out when I saw that. I go, I have not downloaded Fortnite in three years, and they're about to make no. me download Fortnite <laughs> just to play as Anakin Skywalker. How dare they? How that dare is they? fell into the trap. Oh, Luke, man. you were you were not there at celebration at the uh, at Neve's uh, party. Oh yeah. But we were talking about how all any white boys costume can look this uh, look the same. Yeah, like the same type of boy cosplays Anakin. Else, you know, you have like but <laughs> and you have um, gels. That's it. It's always. That's some true. lame skinny white dude that's like yep and and they only do revenge of the sith anakin no one does oh, attack no. Of the clones yeah, no no nobody does it. you're absolutely and, right and no one no one does rope hand they just do a glove yeah. yeah yeah that's that's fair that is very fair but he is a basic character and i've i i it, that's true it's it's a fact but i it's not that i don't necessarily like Ezra. I think with this rewatch, I've come to appreciate Ezra more as a character. I will say that. 
He's still not one of my favorites, but I, I I enjoy him a lot more than when I used to watch it. But like, I'm just curious. Like, like why? I just I just never really connected with his character all that much. You know, like no, like like seriously, no hate. I I just I just never was like, oh Ezra. I never it never really. Kanan, on the other hand, was one of my favorites because it's like. I just gravitated towards Kanan instead of Ezra. So. So it's not because he didn't kill a tribe of people after his mom died. Wow. No. <laughs> no. That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Um, no. So let's get into talking about Ezra. Uh, in this Ezra, it, oh yeah, in this Ezra, in this episode, uh, we see Ezra be a mentor and a leader to Iron Squadron, which we really haven't seen. We've been seeing more of that this season, uh, with obviously him getting more responsibility within the rebellion. Uh, but what does this foreshadow about his eventual role in leading the rebellion against the Empire as a whole? Carter, do you want to take away with that since uh, he's your boy? Sure, I will. Um... I think is again, like you were saying, in season three, Ezra definitely starts to get more of a leadership role, and the Ghost Crew really starts, I would say, and I would honestly say Hera especially, really starts to trust Ezra with going on his own mission, missions and stuff, which is, is really big, but we haven't really seen him yet be able to mentor someone kind of like he does with Mart in this episode, so I think nope. it's definitely a big step with him, and I would say he does a very good job, and Mart is is probably the be- one of the best people that could have been his first mentor, or he be the first mentor for them, just because of they have they're very similar. They kind of have family issues. He knows that, and they both were very <clears throat> early on joined the rebellion. And I think this again is just another stepping stone for Ezra to see what we ultimately see him do in season four. So. And so, yeah, it's just a stepping stone, and Ezra has to keep building, building, building as season three progresses. And then once season four and once everything happens with Kane and stuff, he's kind of ready to take that more leadership role. And this is definitely a huge uh, part of that. Yeah. Part of him in that leadership role. Yeah. Yeah. Spoken like a true Ezra fan. Love it. I love it. Chase, your thoughts? Yeah, I mean – you know, maybe not just this episode, you know, this episode, like I said, is, is a pretty big stepping stone for Ezra, but thing that I think is really interesting about his character is the the personality and growth he goes through in season one, season two, season three, and season four is so defined. And I think that's really rare for those. Like on ep- season one, Ezra is so different from season two, Ezra. And then by like each season you get a new Ezra and it's, and it's a better Ezra. Not that like Ezra was ever bad, it's just yeah. he's only getting he was he was great as a character in season one and he only gets better. Like when we look at the first episode of him kind of like stealing stuff um, uh, from the Empire. Great. You know, he's a he's a rebel, but not in the sense that we know rebel to him. Taking out Thrawn uh, in the last episode and, and, you know, just having that that huge like contrast and just like total like span of growth and i do think especially in in this episode kind of seeing that like definitive um mark of like hey he he is growing and he is becoming better like you like he's even saying hey we need to help these people and Hera's like go for it i i trust you with this and 
Yes. <laughs> thanks, Bob. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, thanks, Element, for the super chat. $10. We really appreciate that. Um, this uh, all goes to Chase. So, yeah, well, there you go. And $1 to me for looking like a new Minorian. <laughs> That's great. Thanks. Appreciate that, Bob. Always love it. Um, Can no. I build off of Chase real quick? No, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I, yeah. I really – I like how you said in each season of Rebels you kind of get a different Ezra. And he does like get a bad haircut. Yeah, the haircut ain't no, it. The haircut, the the haircut is not the it. Hair- no, I, I agree. I agree. Uh, I I love how every single time Carter is on to talk about Ezra, we always bring up the haircut no matter it's, what. It's, it's so atrocious. I didn't even mention it this time. It's so atrocious in the in this season. I do. I'm just like, bro, you could have gone with the long hair. It would have been okay. Just trim it a little bit. Don't shave it all off. He could have even like like you know what's so much worse about the haircut is Kanan's haircut is so much better. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. He just go like like Kanan loses his sight, and it's just like, all right, I'm gonna go. I don't give a shit anymore. Like he's just like, I'm I'm Hembo Dad, and I'm just like, full on it. And Chase then he and cuts his hair with a knife, and it comes out better than Ezra's. Stop! It that's that's a that's, that's a take. Weird. Wait, you like Kanan's haircut in Jedi Knight? Oh, oh, it's so sexy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know it is. It's, uh, I will not take this. Slide. <laughs> Ezra's great. Ezra's yeah. amazing. There, there are moments where I'm like, what I think is so cool about Ezra is he's he's an annoying character on purpose. Like he's supposed to be yeah. annoying, but he's like charming and he's lovable. It's just like, oh, Ezra, shut up. I love you, but shut up. Um, <laughs> yeah. And he yeah. and he does that really well, and the character is done really well. But yeah, the haircut. The haircut's not good. Yeah. 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 But no. But Carter, on a serious note. You were gonna, you were gonna piggyback off of Chase. Oh yeah, I was gonna say season one Ezra is just kind of getting introduced to the Ghost Crew. I would say yeah. season two is whenever he is really strengthening that bond with the Ghost Crew. Season three is whenever he's trying to get more leadership, and then season four he is the leader. Or he yeah. becomes. That's all I really want to say. No, and and I totally agree with that on with Chase and. I, maybe that's why I didn't really like Ezra when I first started watching it is because of the annoyance part of it. But then again, it's like uh, that's hypocritical because all of the main characters yeah. in Star Wars, eh, besides Ray, yeah, I think besides Ray, besides Ray, are annoying. Like at, so, at one point or another in their story, so it's like it's not really fair. It's not really fair to 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 bash Ezra when. Anakin is right there. Well, he's a fifteen-year-old you know I mean? teenager. Like, what do you expect? Yeah, yeah, no, no. So, like that, that, that's. I, I've grown up. I've grown away from that stance because I feel like if if you're gonna have that stance, then you need to look at it from every main character, every main character's story and how they've all started. Because I mean, if you look at it, Luke was annoying in in A New Hope for the most part. Toshi and Station, then, it's a power converter. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, Anakin obviously had two movies where he was kind of like... It's all everyone's fault! I'll, I'll say, but, kind of in your defense, and again, this comes from like someone who like really does like Ezra and really liked watching him grow as a character, is I, I do think uh, and Luke are young characters that have bratty tendencies, whereas yes. Ezra very much 
as a like a bratty teenager. Uh, like that was his character and the point of his yeah. character was to grow out of it. And we kind of mm-hmm. see this like with Kazuto and uh, Ziono in resistance where he is this like hot shot. I'm better than everyone. And then starts to realize he's not better than everyone. Uh, mm-hmm. And he has this really good growth arc. And I think it's really interesting to see like the trowers get highlighted in new main characters and like how they grow beyond that. Cause I mean, like, like I said, at season one, episode one rebels, that character, Ezra, he's a brat. He's an annoying kid. He's supposed to be an annoying kid. Uh, and you're supposed to watch him grow out of that to something amazing. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it's it's totally fair. And... There's a lot of hair shaming going on in the chat. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We're hair, hair shaming. <laughs> like, I mean, we do love mullets. Hence why I basically have one. I mean, I've had one for like three weeks. So, um. But it's yeah. like you're like last thing you're like I'm holding on the celebration with yeah, the haircut. No, I'm still no, there in no, London. No, no, I'm I'm cutting. Oh my it god, Pep just made me think <laughs> the best fan cast for Ezra is Keanu Reeves. <laughs> fuck, 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 Revan. He's Ezra. <laughs> just doesn't fit up timelines, man. Doesn't doesn't fit up timeline. Uh, but no, like that's a that, like. That's that's really perfect way to kind of like look at Ezra as a as a character because he he is he, he has those tendencies but like you can see the character growth like you were talking about Chase like it's there it's very Pretty very cool. obvious yeah it's very very it's, clear very obvious it's super clear if you're looking from two to three oh yeah the season finale of two to his hallway scene in season three is like it's night and day yeah, oh, yeah, like absolutely. in season two, there's there's a lot of like the ghost, like you said, the ghost crew is just comfortable having him on missions in season two. And so like, hey, you should go on this mission with Kanan. You should go on the bean to, to season three where it's like, hey, you need to lead this mission to go into the Imperial base. You need to lead yeah. this mission to go here. And then in season four, it is very much like his realization as a Jedi and, and really taking command with the rebellion. Um, so, yeah, like it's it's so cool to watch his character. And again, what's what I think is also cool about his later seasons is that like season one, Ezra pops through every once in a while. He's like, "You are still an annoying, yes. shitty teenager." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He has, he still has the Please keep reminding there. me that you were that annoying shitty. It's great. <laughs> no, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But that is going to be it for my segment. Uh, Carter, are you ready to uh, tackle the lore? Let's go. All right, this week's lore is going to be based around sacrifice. Throughout this episode, we see the Iron Squadron, and more specifically, Mart willing to sacrifice anything to protect his home planet of Macapa. Throughout Star Wars, we see dozens of examples of people willing to sacrifice anything for their cause. Some examples of, of these include Ezra sacrificing himself to capture Grand Admiral Thrawn, which ultimately led to the freedom of led to the freedom of Lothal. Jen Erso sacrificing her life to get the Death Star plans to the Rebels. Luke sacrificing his life to buy to buy times for the resistance so they can escape the first order and Kanan sacrificing his life to save the ghost crew. What are some of your guys' favorite examples of self-sacrifice in the star Wars universe and why? God, I love that. I love that question. That was such a good question. And, and honestly, I, I could, I could see, I, I could hear char doing that. He, he asked me cause he asked me earlier. He was like, 
I was like, Carter really showed up for the lore section. He goes, is it as good as, is it as, good as mine? I'm like, oh, I don't know. Could be. Could be. I liked it. I liked that question. That makes you think. Also, chat. Uh, uh, it's it, You definitely, you guys can definitely answer that question as well. So we want to hear your guys' things. So One go. thing that I think is really interesting, especially with this episode, is uh, the Expanded Universe example of Dash Rendar. Who flies oh, yes. a YT yes. uh, twenty four hundred? Who I, uh, it's been so long because the book ending and the game ending are are different. Um, one is he doesn't sacrifice himself, and he like is just trying to get away from like uh, not the, like what whatever it was before the Black Sun and the uh, and the Crimson Dawn. Um, but like there is a point when he sacrifices himself to make sure Leia gets out of Prince Jesus' prison. Uh, and destroy the skyhook. So I think it's really cool that there is self-sacrifice associated with this spaceship because we have it with Mark willing to sacrifice himself in this same ship and then are doing it again in the same ship. So I think that's a great parallel. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I see like one that really sticks out to me. Uh, I mean, not really a, a self-sacrifice in... I mean the the self sacrifice. I mean the biggest one would be if we're gonna keep it keep it on 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 par is uh, Vader throwing Palpatine off. I mean we're we're sticking with the Return yeah. of the Jedi 40, 40 year anniversary. I mean that's I feel like that's the easiest one to give. I thought you were gonna do do on brand and say Obi Wan on the Death Star. Ah, uh, that's another yeah. good one. Uh, yeah. I was also <laughs> gonna say I was also gonna say. You can't really say self-sacrifice, but uh, Obi-Wan getting captured in the Kenobi series to kind of delay the Empire so that he can talk to Reva. Um, I thought you were going to go with really recency bias. I'm surprised at that one. Oh, Tala! Oh, my God! No, yeah, that's another I, one. No! Oh, <laughs> oh, yes! Oh, yes. my God! Oh, yes, There's right. so many recency bias ones. Yeah, there is. Wow. I mean, uh, Andor. Um, yeah, I said the spine break. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't. Oh, it wasn't an yeah. intentional sacrifice, but it was a sacrifice. Luthen's speech, no. great. Oh, Luthen. Luthen's speech is great. Um, um, I, I think. There, I think there's a lot. Um, it's not really a self sacrifice, but one that sticks out to me was a, a character I was never really fond of is C three PO. In the Rise of Skywalker, oh, yes. I'm taking one last look at my friends. It's like, I hated you for so long. This is, I mean, literally, and that became the TikToks of the last couple of days of, of celebration. Bailed decided to go with emotional damage on that one. Yeah, it's, uh, that's a good one. Let's not um, forget Holdo in The Last Jedi. Yes. Yes. I, 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 the Last I, Again, I'm surprised. I've been thinking of this since Carter asked the question. I'm surprised no one has said it. Tech. Yeah. Okay, but we well, don't know if he's dead. dead. He's not dead. <laughs> There's no fall no damage in Star, in Star Wars. Wars. <laughs> <laughs> a sacrifice There's... is still a sacrifice. There definitely is burn damage. Oh, we don't know that. Is. We could see Robo Kanan. Ooh, well, Robo well, speaking of sacrifice, I'm always on brand with this one. When anytime I get a chance to, I'll find a way to insert it. Stone Geos, Fallen Star. Oh fuck! God damn it! Um, Why? Nicholas saying Chirrut 
getting the comms up. I would also add to that of the entire Rogue One crew. Yes, agreed. All of it. All of it. I totally agree. Totally Uh, agree with that. There's been some really good ones. Okay, let's say willing to sacrifice himself in the last. Yes. Well, Finn willing to sacrifice himself to take out Kylo Ren in The Force Awakens. Yeah. It's, it's kind of a spoiler. If you haven't read Victory's Price, there is a almost sacrifice in Price. Um, I won't spoil anything, but there's a really good moment uh, with a villain and a hero. And it doesn't look super good for the hero. And there is a really good just way it was written. So I will say that without spoiling anything because no one's read Victory's Price. Is that a Alphabet Squadron? That's the last okay. Alphabet Squadron book. Uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I mean, that book. There, there's, there's a character that is trying to sacrifice themselves in a, in a, in a handful of ways, and it becomes a theme of the book, and kind of like okay. them learning that, like, like kind of like the antithesis of this. Like sometimes sacrifice isn't the way. Sometimes we need you here, and and, and kind of like the theme of Rose and Finn of like this yes. isn't always the option. The hero's death always the option. That is a theme, especially of the second book in, in Alphabet Squadron um, with one of the characters that is just so, so good. No, yeah, that, that, that's 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 wild. Pat, Shmi is the old in sacrificing in all of Star Wars. Shmi <laughs> is the greatest Skywalker. Prove me wrong. I mean, you're not I mean, wrong. She's the only yeah. Skywalker that has ever, ever birthed uh, like a, a sentient being. Also, I was going to say, there's a good example of a sacrifice without dying with me because she made the sacrifice to let Anakin have a better yeah, life. Her, her freedom and her motherhood, she gave up. Uh, yeah, that's true. I mean, oh, and, and, and you know what's funny? Uh, I sacrificed my evening to be here. I sacrificed You wanted to be here. What are you talking about? I forgot it was tonight. I'm glad that I remind you. Um, I mean, I, I, on the track of like that moment. So I was cleaning my apartment uh, this week or this last weekend and I threw on a, the Phantom Menace. And it got to that part where where she literally says, don't look back. Don't ever look back. And I'm like, God damn it. It's intern John. This holiday season, spend more time enjoying the occasion. Safeway simplifies your holiday prep so you can savor every moment. From gift cards to party trays, beer, wine, and delicious desserts like freshly baked pies, cookies, and custom cakes decorated to order. Safeway is your holiday headquarters. So make sure to visit your neighborhood Safeway today or shop online for easy pickup or delivery. They're here to help you sincerely Safeway your favorite local supermarket. Israel is 5,690 miles away from the U.S., 11 hours by plane. Hate travels faster, in a comment, in a post, in a second. Jewish hate is up 388% in the U.S. Black hate, Muslim hate, and Asian hate are up too. When one hate rises, they all do. Let's stand up to all hate together Share and wear the blue square from StandUpToJewishHate.org. Damn it, man! It, it 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 hits so hard. That's true. I have sacrificed my setup because you know, content. Uh, but uh, it's it's. You know, there's room on that for all of us. 
We could all be on Luke's couch. I know. That's right. That's right. But like the the, the, I have to sit up every once in a while because like the the we could do the pod ones pod couch. Oh my god! Guaranteed, guaranteed. This couch is not making it to New Jersey, so that's unfortunate. Ripper ready. Sounds like we have to do that soon. Uh, (laughs) Sounds like you better go now. uh, Yeah, seriously. But um, no, I liked. I liked a lot of those answers. Anybody in the chat? I mean, obviously, Atlantis is thrash. Are we surprised? No, not really. Um, but it's a good answer. It's a it's a good answer. I will say that it's a good answer. Um, IG eleven. Uh, I like that. IG eleven. It was a very very good good um answer. good answer. I like that one, Pat. Um. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, that, that was my first thought. Not gonna lie, I just didn't say no, it out loud. No, no, yeah, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, those are like all really good answers. Um, but Carter, way to knock it out of the park with that uh, char s question for lore. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, Harith, I guess if you want to take this, you can. You ready to do interconnectedness for the one question? Sure. Carter hit the ceiling of the peak. Now we're going all the way down to the abyss, which is my section. All right. In my experience, there's no such thing as luck. Paid actor portrayal. I didn't see it coming. Life can be so unpredictable. After losing my dad, it made me think about my family if something were to happen to me. The mortgage, car payments, and all the other bills. Even things like our annual summer vacation would be out of reach. I had heard about life insurance through Ethos and how easy it was to get coverage. They were right. I knew it was time to stop putting it off and get life insurance right now. I got on my computer and went to ethoslife.com. In just 10 minutes, I was covered. And boom, family protected. Thanks to Ethos, my family won't have to worry about the bills if the unpredictable happens to me. Ethos, fast and easy online term life insurance. Up to $2 million in coverage with no medical exam. Some policies as low as a dollar a day. Answer a few health questions and get your free quote at ethoslife.com slash audio. That's ethoslife.com slash audio. We make USAA insurance to help you save. Take advantage of discounts when you cover your home and your ride. Discover how we're helping members save at USAA.com slash bundle. Restrictions apply. All right. All right. Let's get into interconnectedness while everyone is disappointed in me. Okay. So in this episode, in classic fashion, you know where I'm going with this sometimes when I get a chance. Thrawn. I always go back to Thrawn if if I can. And I found a way to get back to this. So, in this episode, we see Thrawn send Admiral Constantine instead of dealing with this himself. How does the decision that Thrawn makes compare to some of his other tactics we've seen in other stories? I don't think this tactic is different, is like out of character or different from Thrawn. Thrawn sees a weakness in his fleet and is like, you know what? This is the perfect opportunity to get rid of this weakness uh, because he knows that uh, it's Constantine, right? Um, yeah. Yep. Constantine will underestimate the rebels. And I think that's a big theme of Thrawn is never underestimate the rebels, you know, because most of the empire thinks, oh, these scrappy little ships, they're not organized, they're not 
as good as us. Uh, and it always bites him in the butt. And Thrawn knows this. And Thrawn knows this is a weakness of Constantine. And he doesn't want Constantine around anymore. So he's like, you know what? You can prove yourself to me. Prove yourself to me. And take out the rebels by yourself. You, you, you're, you're so good. Team, you're great. You just need one light cruiser to take me a little ship. And of course, it doesn't work. And Thrawn knows it doesn't. And his little speech towards Constantine at the end, it's like, oh, no, you, you were not asking for help. You mean you called me to tell me how you let them escape and you failed. Uh, which was his plan all along. He knew this. Yeah. Would so there's nothing different. Which is ironic because Constantine ends up biting Thrawn in the butt later in the season finale. So I just find it funny. It's like this is kind of like foreshadowing that happening of Constantine constantly screwing with Thrawn. But, uh, Carter. Oh, I was just going to say, I mean, Tid kind of, you know, they ran the head. But Thrawn never really loses. It's always a third party that Constantine that causes him to fail. It, it's no. either Constantine or Space Whales. No. <laughs> I, I will say this, though. Or Price. I mean, Price, like. Yeah, like, Price. Price season four is constantly it's screwing us with, with Thrawn. Yeah, oh. but. It's. It, it, like, okay, we're defending Thrawn here. He was a little bit busy with Krennic's bullshit during that time. Yeah, so Price didn't make it any better. Price didn't make it any better, but we can't blame Thrawn for Price's mishaps. Um, I will say this, that a lot of the L's that Thrawn supposedly takes are not of his own. It, like, yes. it's, it's, it's not really his fault. And, it's, and a lot of the L's that the Empire takes while Thrawn is there are purposeful L's. Like mm -hmm. think about it, like yeah. he he knows what's gonna happen on on um, Ryloth. He lets he knows exactly what the rebels are gonna do, and he lets them do it to prove a point to the Empire. Like, hey, you got to pay attention to these small ragtag uh, because they are they can be powerful, and even Tarkin says it. Like he he says like in season one. He says these are dangerous rebels because they can turn they can turn hope their hope into into something tangible. Like yes, all the rebel cells are not together. We're <laughs> starting to see them come together though, and that's the fear that both um, uh, Palpatine, Vader, Tarkin, and and Thrawn all know that they, if they give them too much hope, then it, they'll lose, and that's what eventually ends up happening. So, and I mean, it also with, uh, yep, there we go. Like Pep said, yeah. it's it's all connected. No, yeah, absolutely. They, they, it, like, it's, it's, like, let's be real here. Like, Thrawn, what Thrawn does in Rebels and in the books, he's always three steps ahead of his opponents. Mm -hmm. It just so happens that in the finale, he gets outwitted He's playing chess while they're playing checkers, and then someone came over and knocked the boards off the table. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, that's exactly what it was. No, that's yeah. exactly what it was. I mean, I guess you could call it kind of like plot armor, is that it's never his fault. Yes. Uh, it's always yeah. someone else screwing up that screws him up. Um, yeah, exactly. And that's um, why it's going to be interesting to see where is he can, what's going to happen in the Filoni movie or in Ahsoka, because he's going to have to, something's going to happen where he messes up again. Yeah, and, and at, at Celebration, you know, when they were kind of talking, when at the, during the Ahsoka panel, you know, they, they definitely said, like, Timothy Zahn is involved. Um, yes. With it. Like, they're like, this is, 
you gotta remember like 1989 i think was when he started writing heir to the empire yep mm-hmm. um like this is an old character like this is this is like like both expanded universe and canon like this is a like a fan favorite character that like has not gotten like actual love outside of like timothy's on and then like the people who like did stuff like in the games um until the 2010s uh and so i i think it's something that i think is really interesting and maybe with the interconnectedness thing is not just thrown but it's just like the amount of care and the behind the scenes the small details that i think lucasfilm is taking to bring the expanded universe to life for a lot of people like the amount of like stuff you i, I was i was playing uh x-wing alliance the other day because they have like a new mod that makes it look modern and i can't remember what it is but there was one of the clans in mandalorian was a clan an x-wing alliance uh oh, just the okay name. so they're just doing these and i think they're taking like timothy's on creation like hey this is your character you have been working on this character for we're getting you know we're gonna see the years. 40th anniversary of heir to the empire not that like far off yeah um, yeah like it's like it's, yeah, right? you want to make sure that this oh, character that you that he yeah he's 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 written every single thron book he was involved in the writing of rebels and like let's bring him on he's the only one who truly understands this character and can write him in a way because timothy's on said let's say timothy's on as smart as thron is um yeah timmy timmy definitely knows a lot yeah. like he i and in speaking as a person that was in the room uh when that was announced uh i i don't know what Alanis cried harder for seeing Lars Mikkelsen in in Asron or the fact that Tizon is involved. Yeah. Um I but, but yeah, ahead, I, I think it's so great to see because like it's like it's both great and frustrating to see like, you know, we have like the toxic fanboys say, like, oh the EU is better and they're throwing it away. It's like there's more expanded universe coming to life than there ever has been. Right. Um, like when they announced the timeline and they literally stole Dawn of the Jedi and New Jedi Order from like the names from Legends, yeah. like, like an old Republic. Like, what do you guys want? <laughs> and seeing a lot of the stuff, even though like some of it's small and some of it, some of it's small, some of it's big. Um, and seeing some of the, seeing all that stuff come to life is, is really great. But yeah, I mean, kind of, kind of like what you said, like even just like the Legends, uh, essential. I feel like I'm always, it ends with people in the Star Wars community. I love Dawn of the Jedi Into the Void, and that's getting an Essential Legends release this year. Uh, I love it. Um, but it's like, it's so cool to see this. And in this episode, especially with the, the Outrider being kind of the central focus uh, of that. And, he, and, and he, hearing why, Freighter YT2400, like yeah. a ship's designation number, not the Millennium Falcon, right? Not the x-wing it's you know they instead of saying x-wing you say hey t65b and they're saying hey white it's like it's like this stuff is really cool to like people like me who grew up reading about these things so that's really cool to me that's the interconnectedness i get especially this with this episode with having thrown having you know stuff with you know like are included and stuff like that so yeah great episode no no you're no you're absolutely right with that and i think it's so funny the way that you said that though chase because it's like we're getting more legends material into like being noticed by Lucasfilm than George ever mm-hmm. like gave mm-hmm. any knowledge to legends when it was EU. Kind of going back to, I mean, there are like we, you know, credit where credit is due a lot, but in the special editions, Dash Rendar is taking off from most Isley Starpoint Starport in the Outrider. 
Like yep. we see it taking off. And it was like, Hey, that was, you know, heir to the, I'm sorry, shadows of the empire. It was a huge book and it had a huge game along with it. And that really coincided with the release of the special editions. And, and it was like, Hey, like this book is selling off the shelves. It's a New York time bestseller. We have a game that's coming out and it is flying off the shelves, especially around Christmas time. Everyone's getting copies of this game. People talk about people to this day, talk about that game. It yeah. sucks. Uh, <laughs> I I grew up playing that game nonstop. I went and played it the other day. Man, that is not a good game. Uh, it controls like doo doo. Uh, it's still nostalgic. <laughs> it's still very nostalgic. The, sh the ship stuff is good, but like controlling Dash Rendar is uh, is a challenge. Like, it's an N sixty four game. Yeah, like people complain about Resident <laughs> Evil and Silent Hill on the PS one. I'm like, go back and play Shadows of the Empire, and you will. <laughs> like oh. people complain about bad cameras today. Like there's moments where the camera goes inside of Dash Rendar, and it's just like yeah. jagged polygons. Like man, we had it no. pretty shitty back then. <laughs> um, no, but no, like yeah, it's been acknowledged in the past, but it's really, really getting the acknowledgement. Like we're we're talking going from. I'm going to throw the tiny 3D model that's going to be this big on screen and then people who are like, that's the Outrider taking off to this is an acknowledged ship. This is going to have a ship designation and we're going to see both the exterior and the interior and we're going to see the, Car the Karelian ship manufacturer freighters carrying cargo, how they carry cargo on the bottom and then they, you know, fucking 9-11, the Imperial ship, but, you know. So, <laughs> um, which is great. Like throwing cargo full of explosives at your enemy, that's a, that's a good tactic. That's a good guerrilla tactic. But like seeing that stuff to me is like super cool. Of like, hey, the Millennium Falcon is a freighter. We never see it carrying anything, and then we see the YT twenty four hundred carrying cargo. Yeah, it is. It's it's a small things. Uh, kind of throw a little uh, because we haven't done this on the podcast. Uh, we haven't talked about celebration. Um, Let's talk about it, Carter. Not being there, looking at the chat. Kinda, well, well, no, well, yeah, no, but it also gives us a perspective of getting news yeah. from not being at Celebration. Carter, what was your favorite part of Celebration? I feel like I already know what it's going to be. 0.5 second hologram of Ezra Bridger. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, that's pretty predictable, but like, well, no, what else? Zon being, I mean, like you said, Zon being involved in Ahsoka, the Ahsoka trailer. I'm, I mean, I mean, like all the announcements. I would say still hit pretty hard. Yeah, but like it was just me like screaming in my dorm instead of literally. The Ahsoka trailer dropped. I'm in my, I'm, I'm sleeping. It's like seven in the morning. I get like three calls, and I'm like, oh my god, what just happened? I look at my phone and see a Soka trailer. I instant. I just like leave because I was uh, with my girlfriend. I just like left her. I was like, all right, I have to go. And I just like went down the hallway and was just screaming and crying while watching the Soka trailer. Watched like fifteen Dude. times in a row. We should have had. But, we should have had Char and 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 Carter react to that together. I would. That was a missed opportunity. I'm. It was a missed opportunity, but I will not lie. As soon as the studio showcase ended, the first person I texted was Carter. Like, yeah. I, really was like, like I saw Ezra. Like, oh. So, like, in, like, like, obviously, like, there's a bit of FOMO of not being there, but still, like, I mean, it's, the news is still awesome. And, like, yeah. the timeline, I would say, is another giant thing that 
Oh, cool. timeline as in the timeline book or like the time no, of seeing the timeline event of like Dawn of the Jedi. Oh, yeah. 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 Like my thing was celebration this year. And if you haven't filled out the survey, it I mean, it's just going to be the same shit, different time. Um, was it was it run? Well, I mean, yes and, yes and <laughs> no. Uh, no, it was worse than I was like worse. Yeah. It, yeah, was it was worse. Pretty, it was pretty bad. And, yeah. but, what was the merch yeah. line? Uh, I didn't even try. I waited. I waited three hours for that time. Uh, no, two and a half hours uh, for that time. My book. Me and Aiden did. Oh, yeah. Hell mm-hmm. no. The show floor. The show floor this year was so was underwhelming compared yeah. to last year. Like, oh, just, really? what was so interesting last year was like, just like toy collectors selling stuff and like people who had like a, a weird comic collections and just these like yes. little tiny things of like just walking up and like just talking to someone who's like oh yeah like you know ask someone like i asked someone like hey do you have this really really random alternate cover and they're like no i know what you're talking about though and like you know getting into conversation with that and that just wasn't there number one it there and if it was it was so hard to navigate through yes. anything yeah, just like cool. i have i have never in my life had an issue with crowds and there was multiple points in uh, more so like the, the exhibitor hall where i was just like i don't want to be here right now this is just not fun like last year with the anaheim convention center card remember how it was like three different levels and everything was like spread out evenly and the excel was one level they, one they floor one, one level one level one long hallway once yeah, you it got was, to navigate yeah. the Anaheim Convention Center, it was fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like you could figure yeah. out which escalator goes where and whatever. But if it's all on one level, that would be when it, all the panels were released. Everyone got like trapped essentially uh, in the middle of, of the convention center. Yeah, no, no, literally though, oh. Alanis is right. Like it did feel like it. it yeah, uh, I literally getting out of the studio showcase. I was like this, walking through people. For like yeah. an hour, yeah. No, but Aiden's right. You, you know, it's bad when they have a whole booth dedicated to selling American snacks at a Star Wars convention. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I, yeah. It wasn't well run, but like until it switches hands from Reed Pop, I don't think there's going to be much changes. I've heard the Japan Convention Center is much better, but I'm not going to Japan, so I won't see it. <laughs> The, I, I think the well, food honestly, selection was better at the convention center. I think oh there yeah, was just, yeah. There the was food just, selection was better. The food, sure. Yeah, like, like, there was just more to order, and it wasn't just food truck stuff. Um, what I did see, and I did, I grabbed one. Is there was, I found out there was two. There was like two in the exhibitor hall. There's like two donut vendors, which was weird. Yeah, uh, they had one of the best donuts I've ever had in my life. Though. Really so good. Yeah. Um, and and yeah, that that was interesting. It's something you didn't expect, and then I was like, "Oh, this was actually pretty cool. This is a really good donut." Um, it felt like a lot of the exhibits, like the exhibitor booths, were companies that were running them. Yes, yes. Um, like there was the amount of like small vendor, like just like I have these things, or I run a comic book store, and I'm here with my Star Wars comics. Like that felt very sparse. And there was that huge section of like Star Wars board games and learning how to play Star Wars board games. And maybe I missed it, but that seemed to be not there at all this year. There was. It was there very was, hidden. It was, it was hidden. It was right next to the exhibitor, to the um, uh, 
the, the, the shop of the books. Now, let me tell you about that fucking experience, and Aiden can back me up on this. <laughs> so, with, with getting the timeline book, right? So, we get, it, it, the guy tells me, oh, you'll get through in 20 minutes. And I said, uh, so more like an hour, an hour. He goes, probably, who knows. And it was so disorganized because we were halfway through the line, and the book signing for the High Republic was right next to it. Oh, I, so I they, walked by when that started. Yeah. Is this the line for the... It, 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 and, and it was just a nightmare. So then we get halfway through, and I notice this fucking chuckle fuck has a whole stack, and I shit you not, of books <laughs> like this. And he's, like, holding them, like, going through the line, picking up more books. I go, motherfucker, you could have gotten eight, Order them on eight Amazon. of them. No, that, no, that's literally what I said. <laughs> I, I, I looked at Aiden, I go, this motherfucker is the reason why we've been sitting here for an hour and a half. But the thing, the thing is, there's, again, I didn't go to the... To the thing, but I looked at all the exclusives. There was only four exclusives, no. and two of them were signed books, and the other two were early copies. Yeah, and, but you know what? Like when that guy finally got through, me and Aiden, I go, Aiden, we're gonna clap, and everybody's gonna look around us, and it doesn't matter. We started clapping, and be like, man, yeah, glad you got all those books. We waited two and a half hours, you fucking asshole, and it was like that. Oh. That right there was just like the most mismanaged. Shit. Oh, it, it was so mismanaged last year too. Like, I can talk. Ca oh, I can build off mismanagement. Well, the problem is that <laughs> it, 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 was, it, was the merch and book store area separate. They were separate. Separate. But was it worse run this year than last year? I would say the store I feel like was a lot better managed. Because, but I also, so but I also didn't get a line. queue. I didn't get waiting I didn't, in line for two hours. Waiting yeah, to I, we I, we didn't do that. We, we learned that we learned that the best. Like it wasn't like get all of your shit online before you go. Like, but late. so I could talk about mismanagement, waiting in line, and all. This will probably be the last thing we talk about with celebration. So, trying to line up for studio showcase in the morning. Oh my god. All, the main, all of the main panels. People oh my god. And I'm pretty sure it said there is no queuing. Queuing till 8 in the morning. 8. And, no, and people were there at like 6 a.m. Yeah, so me and Bale get there first day at 7.40. And the yeah, line is almost starts at 11. We get there at 7.40 in the morning because we're like, okay, it opens in 20 minutes. You can just get in line immediately, be near the front, and then we got it. The line was already open and was going all the way to the front of the convention center. Yeah, and, and I was like, what the hell? So we get in line. Another 20 minutes go by. Everyone gets there. And the line's all the way to the train station. Yeah. All the way to the train station. What? Yeah, yeah. And so we get in. It's me and Bale. Tate, being a gentleman, waited for us to get all the way into indoors. So we finally get indoors. and we, we wait for another three hours. They let us in at 930. And me and Bale immediately just book it for Galaxy Stage. Yeah, and it, we, Bale and I barely got in with the skin of our teeth. We it, got in like 11 minutes into the panel starting. It was that's because you're a chump and didn't sneak in. Yeah. No, but yeah, that's I, I feel like next time I go, I'm just, I'm sneaking in everywhere. I'm going to no, sneak yeah. in the places I'm sneaking in everywhere. I Galaxy stage closed within like 30 minutes. Yeah. Celebration stage was a no-go immediately. Everyone, I was yeah. reading on the Discord. Everyone was like, no. Twin yeah. Suns was a no-go because as soon as you got out of the pre-queue, it was the first stage you saw. Yeah, it, so it they was still do the same names and stuff like the twin sun stage, like a little. Yeah, bit. yeah, yeah. Everything was still the same. I, okay. I was pissed that first day. 
because I both times I wanted to get into the Lucasfilm panel and I didn't get in. I was so fucking salty because it's like, again, last year we could have gotten into it if we would have known that we could have queued at like 7 a.m. And then this time when they said that we couldn't do that, it ended up happening again. So that kind of sucked. And the thing is, it's like your frustration with Studio Showcase was how I felt about the Ahsoka panel. Because I I knew I had no shot because I was like, well, with everyone lining up at 6 in the morning for the showcase, people are probably going to try to get there earlier for Ahsoka. So why should I even try? It was like 5.30. Yeah. I would have got up at 5 to go to the Ahsoka. Well, the fact fact that, I, I mean, besides that first day, I felt like everything, at least for me, was a lot more fun. Um... But, I mean, for the first I day, the I, content, like, I mean, I didn't really get to do a lot of the content stuff last year, yeah. but like, I, I really felt like everyone, like the first, the early mornings, and I also think people who went last kind of were like, okay, we know we're not getting into everything. Yeah. Uh, we're okay with that. Yeah. Um, uh, there's still a bunch of other stuff to do. Um, yep. So into a couple lotteries, which was really nice. Um, and like, I got to see the stuff I wanted to see and like to kind of maybe put a more positive spin on everything, like stuff like the Andor uh, ILM panel was super cool. Um, yeah. Like just having, having a panel of like visual effects artists talking about Andor and talking about how most of that show is practical effects. Um, there's like, there's obviously CGI in there, but it's like stuff you don't realize you think it's like, Oh, that's CGI. That's not CGI. Um, so that was really cool. The Ahsoka panel obviously was very cool. Um, yep. Um, the publishing panel I thought was better last year than it was this year. Um, mm-hmm. there was, just wasn't a lot to announce. Um, they kind of showed some stuff from like a hundred objects in star Wars, which was announced last year. And they said like, Hey, just so you know, stuff from Andor is making it into the hundred objects, um, you know, book. So that was like really cool. The Bad Batch panel was really cool. Seeing the the trailer for Bad Batch, the Visions panel again was great. Yep. Getting we got to see a full episode of Visions in that panel, um, mm-hmm. so that was really cool. Um, Would you guys? But yeah, there was like Visions this year. Uh, they didn't show anything last year. They just said they were doing it international versus just Japan last year, and then yep. they they showed a trailer um, for Visions too, which the trailer's great. Um, and then every someone from every studio got to come in and talk about their episode, uh, not give anything away, but kind of like talk about the art style, talk about why they did this. What is this episode mostly about? And then they showed the episode that has Dennis Lawson coming back as Wedge uh, in Visions. Um, it's a super it's not like a super high action X-Wing skit. It is a super cute like racing uh, skit, um, but he's playing Wedge and he's very funny um but that was that was really cool like that was a really really cool experience but i mean that plus like i mean all conventions are the same like the parties are kind of what matters afterwards agreed yeah it's, it's the hanging out with your friends at a at a, at a yeah. pub at like nine o'clock at night just Haley and i taking vibing like star wars nerds clubbing that was the funniest thing that has probably happened at a celebration just the aftermath of karaoke and Chase and Haley guiding us into a club. Like, <laughs> 10 out of 10 experience. <laughs> I just, yeah, we'll go with that. Um, no, yeah, it was really fun. And obviously it was the people that made made uh, made the moments 
so great and stuff like that. So it was it was it was great. Um, I mean, uh, this celebration for like moments, I felt like there were a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there, there's uh, the obvious one. They're missing Beth, Luke. Beth, Beth, Beth uh, Andy, Circus, literally going That's over crazy. to Beth and getting a picture That's to send crazy. it to Denise. That's wild. Like, I feel like our group had a lot of what the fuck moments. You know what Haley, I mean? Haley and I got stopped by a guy from Romania. Uh, that yeah. was like, I watch you guys on TikTok all the time. Um, what? Yeah. That's awesome. He was like, he came, so he came up to me and he's like, you're forward into the black. And I was like, no, no, don't do this to me. <laughs> um, he's like, he's like, I'm so glad someone out there like gives Alphabet Squadron and Resistance the love. And I'm like, whoa, oh hell goodness. yeah! Like, if I, and like, cause like last year, I, I, you know, I met Christopher Sean, which was a really like stand up <laughs> for me. But like, having some dude come up to me and then, and he sees like Haley saying, he's like, well, your Corellia Coffee Works, holy shit! And there was one, there was one guy when we got out of Alanis's panel, um, oh, which was yes. also a really cool thing. Seeing like our and like, I didn't get to see Pep and Tate's uh, panel, but like like our friends were like part of part of star Wars celebration, yeah. which was really yep. cool. But there was a guy when we got out of Atlantis's panel and we went to go meet with Bucky and, and Pep and, and Tate and their, and Casey and everyone, there was a guy who like was freaking out that he was like, Oh my God, I am standing in front of all of star Wars, TikTok," And he was like low key <laughs> freaking out, uh, which was really cool. It was just one of those things he like, he like, he turned and saw like he was like, oh wow, it's really cool. It's Element Seven. Oh wow, it's not a Kyber. Oh my god, it's really Kyber. Oh my god, it's Star Wars Facts guy. And it's just like it was just a yeah. really cool moment just for that guy um, to have like just like wow, like it's, it's kind of felt good. Like hey, like wow. there are people that we don't know that like watch us. We- yeah, that's 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 the crazy. That is actually that's super cool. Holy shit. No, yeah, that 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 is really like that's crazy. And I even made like a tweet like when we hit fifteen hundred like. It just is mind-boggling to me that people watch our content. Yeah, like it's 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 fucking wild. It's strange. yeah. I mean, you could think about it. Like you get a you get a TikTok that gets like thousands of views, right? You know, whether it's yeah. thousands or tens of thousands of views, like that's still like those ten thousand eyes on your yeah. face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's real. And then weird. like that it's becoming weird. reality, like like you ah. go to a place like and then people are like, oh, you are are that person you are on the internet, and and, and I put it really well. It's like it's so funny that like. You kind of expect people, um, you like go internet and you have a personality, but then everyone is just exactly the same as they are. Yeah, they are in real life. Uh, yeah, which like I mean that you're finding that out, but I mean people like Tate uh, coming and then getting dubbed Star Wars party guy and then Star Wars club guy. Uh, yes, <laughs> I, dude, I mean the funniest part was thirty-seven hours part for 140 hours and then flew another 37 hours home yeah he i will say tate tate was a highlight tate was a highlight whenever i was around with him because the man just like was no he just was trucking and he He would go to bed at like four in the morning get up at like eight like i was like this man's a maniac this man has done wonders for the country of new zealand okay i will just say that the man has done work um Obviously, a highlight for me is obviously Alanis's uh, um, panel. Um, that going off without a hitch, um, uh, and that and like just seeing her, people like giving her recognition. You know? Also, Haley, Haley and I got in line for Alanis's panel, and there was this like like 
college age girl like in front of us and you know mm -hmm. just kind of like struck up a conversation and i was like i don't know you i don't recognize you and i was like oh like how did how did you hear about this panel and she's like well student and i do essays i i'm a, i'm in student university in france um and i yes. use, i use star wars yeah yeah she's like i use star wars in part of my essays and my my professors like weren't cool with it at first and then they became cool with it and then seeing uh you know uh discovering the galaxy as like this whole thing and it's like people are in the u.s are doing this and then she's like oh how do you know i'm like oh we're like best friends with Atlantis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> And yeah. she's like, what? But then also seeing a huge line kind of develop um, of people like we did not know. And then seeing yeah. that yeah. room like kind of fill up with people we did not know. We didn't know. Right. Exactly. Literally, that was, I, that was so cool to see. Yeah. Like all of us sitting down and then looking behind us and seeing like half the room. Yeah. We're just like, because it's like, it's, it's, you know, it's fun to do it for your friends. And it's like, oh, yeah, we all know each other here. We're having a good time. But then, like you said, you look back and you're like, I don't recognize any of these people. I've mm -hmm. never seen any of these people in my no, life. And no, yeah. And they're here to see about a Star Wars classroom. No, yeah, absolutely. And that was that was, that was was a highlight. Um, uh, obviously, the, the, the meeting you in again unexpectedly was was a top five moment of my entire fucking life. I just love how Luke or Lannis I peer pressured you to go on the stage yeah, and it yeah, was worth yeah. it. <laughs> I wasn't originally going to go up there and then it was uh, it, it uh, that moment will, will, I will have for the rest of my life. Um, I got to see an Edrio cosplay and I know no oh, one's yeah. Going yeah, that was that was cool. Like the the character the one character that I'm like that's a super cool character and then someone and it's like he's on he's on screen in Rogue One for I think four point eight <laughs> seconds uh, <laughs> yeah and I'm like but that's like to me that's what Star Wars has always been about and like that's like yeah. that's the story of Boba Fett right of like oh, this yes. guy is like he just looks cool and he's mostly in the background yeah. um and then you know like. The, these characters that were in the background, you know, like the, the, the aliens in Mos Eisley, like have fleshed out to a whole universe. And then seeing a guy who's like, that dude looks cool. I'm going to be him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so like seeing that. And I think even like Kel's like doing Ochi and stuff like that, I think is really yes. cool. And just like, that's always, always since the very, very beginning. Like, and it's like, you hear the stories of like, people like, oh yeah, I, 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 I started dressing in like the late seventies as a rebel pilot. And I just had to go see the movie a bunch. Cause like, it wasn't on like VHS at the time. They're like, I just had to buy movie tickets and then take a pad and paper and draw the costume. And, uh, and it's kind of like speaking, going back to that. And speaking of Kells as well, like another crazy moment with like, speaking of like what the F moments for our group was Kells getting pulled by Matt Martin behind stage at the celebration live stage. And then getting a whole article posted about her, which is going to yeah. go on stars.com. How? Yeah, yeah, that's that. That's, because that's, Ethan Sachs knew Hayden, and Hayden, and Ethan Sachs wanted Hayden and Kells's group to go with them to do a whole Wars.com section about cosplays. Yeah, and it was the last day at the convention, so nobody was on stage. So they're just like, "Why don't you guys just go backstage with us?" Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah and like the connections we've made, uh, and it, it, it yeah, so, celebrate. I would say. For if you are a Star Wars fan and you are looking to do, do celebration, do it. It's worth it. Um, like, it is worth it. You will never, ever regret going to a convention. Like it's it. Like I will never like. 
am am I gonna go to Japan in twenty five? Highly doubt it. <laughs> um, but that's for other reasons. That that's for that's for reasons that are pretty valid. Um, and it's tricky. And I've plan- been looking at flights and I've been looking at hotels, and and it's not gonna be a cheap trip. I'm not no. counting anything out, but that looks like it's gonna be very difficult to manage. Yes. Um, yeah. But you and know, it's, it's, we don't know where we're going to be in two years, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. No. Yeah. Absolutely. Some of us could yeah. get a promotion or a new job, and it becomes easier. You know. So yeah. anything can. Yeah. Happen. We'll we'll see. I mean, uh, but I know definitely. I mean, getting a new audience and for like the, all those Star Wars fans in Japan and Asia will definitely you know, celebrate because they're probably feeling the same exact way that we are about Japan mm-hmm. that they were about London. Yeah. And- yeah, I brought that up. A lot of people, when they saw the thing for London, they're like, absolutely not. And then guess who's going to London? <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it's wild. Yeah. Um, I, 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 in just kind of... Uh... Paid actor portrayal. I didn't see it coming. Life can be so unpredictable. After losing my dad, it made me think about my family if something were to happen to me. The mortgage, car payments, and all the other bills. Even things like our annual summer vacation would be out of reach. I had heard about life insurance through Ethos and how easy it was to get coverage. They were right. I knew it was time to stop putting it off and get life insurance right now. I got on my computer and went to ethoslife.com. In just 10 minutes, I was covered. And boom, family protected. Thanks to Ethos, my family won't have to worry about the bills if the unpredictable happens to me. Ethos, fast and easy online term life insurance. Up to $2 million in coverage with no medical exam. Some policies as low as a dollar a day. Answer a few health questions and get your free quote at ethoslife.com slash audio. That's ethoslife.com slash audio. We make USAA insurance to help you save. Take advantage of discounts when you cover your home and your ride. Discover how we're helping members save at USAA.com slash bundle. USAA. Restrictions apply. To put a bow on it, but put kind of wrap it up perfectly. Um, what would you uh, rate Squadron? What would you rate my Squadron? I said, what would you rate Iron Squadron? Oh yeah, the rating. Yeah, <laughs> I thought we were wait three interesting oh, facts. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, I completely just forgot about that. Let's do uh, let's do three interesting facts first, and then we'll, we'll kind of. Is the bow tie you wanted to put on Luke? Oh, I don't know. I don't know what kind of bow tie I wanted. Look, to put Carter on. got here prepared. He's ready to go. He's yeah, been yeah, waiting yeah, to yeah, do yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, these yeah, are yeah. not my facts. These are these are in fact Charles' facts that I want. Three interesting facts about a certain Rebels arc that you didn't know about until now. Part 32, Iron Squadron Edition. Fact 1, inspired by an 80s war film. A key influence on the development of this episode was the original Red Dawn movie in 1984, which featured a group of teenagers defending their hometown from invading sources. As initially discussed, the Iron Squadron are basically a bunch of teens in their pickup trucks. Fact 2 meant for the special editions. The YT-2400 design used by the Iron Squadron originally developed as a background ship flying over the most Eisley in, flying over most Eisley in the special edition release of Star Wars A New Hope. It is known to fans as the Outrider, the ship that Dash Rendar flies in the legend story Shadows of the Empire. Fact 3, StarWars.com takes over. Goody Terrez is, the name, is named after Adi 
Gutierrez, host of Andy Gutierrez. Andy Gutierrez, host of Rebels Recon. Her character design is based on the Thelen species, as first seen as one of the background singers in the special edition release of Return of the Jedi. And that's it for the three interesting facts of Iron Squadron. I mean, all the Iron Squadron members are Lucasfilm story group inserters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, um, uh, yeah. What? Okay, so Chase, obviously, you're probably gonna give it just kiss. Uh, no, I, I wouldn't give it just oh! kiss. I would, I would, I would give it a a, a great. Like, I'd give it an admiral. Um, I think this is a okay. great episode. I think it has a lot of growth. I don't. I think. <laughs> When I think of like Chef's Kiss, like obviously, you know, as a very seasoned uh, Rebels viewer, you know, the <laughs> uh, Jedi Knight, right, is, is a Chef's Kiss. I, I, yeah, Jedi Knight is a Chef's Kiss. Uh, Intilly's Instruction for me is, is a Chef's Kiss. Um, there's lots of episodes I think get it. Uh, I think this episode is great. This is like, this feels what, this feels like the D squad uh, of Rebels for a lot yeah, of people. And while, Look, I, I do genuinely love D Squad. I fully understand how people are like, this is weird, even for the Clone Wars. Um, this one boggles my mind that people aren't more into it or that people are like, oh, this is the worst Rebels episode. And I'm like, this is one of the coolest Rebels episode because this is this also is like there's almost no blaster fire. There's no lightsabers. This is all hip combat. Um, yep. This is what a lot of people really want out of Star Wars, especially people like me. But it's also like a, a huge amount of growth for a lot of characters. And I think that there's a lot of just like interesting things and just kind of like, you know, those YouTube videos that are like the scale of ships in science fiction where like, you know, mm -hmm. it's like yeah. it's like when, when the, the Star Destroyer comment, like that's not a Star Destroyer. And then you start to see yes. the actual scale of these ships in this episode. Yeah. There's so many cool things about this episode. I think the kids are great. I think Zeb's line of, oh, a ship full of Ezra's great, uh, yeah. which is exactly what it is. And, and I think mm -hmm. that's awesome. Uh, so it I think this is a great episode. Um I I do not understand how people are like eh, Iron Squadron. That was like the bummer episode of Rebels. I'm like no, you are literally on for almost every bummer episode. That there are no bummer are like episodes in and Rebels. I like agreed. Okay, now that I, I have agree. finished Ezra, uh, now that I finished all of Rebels, <laughs> uh, there there I'm are no bad episodes too? in this show. Like there are episodes in the Clone Wars that I would say are just genuine stinkers. Um, yeah, there's a and like. There are amazing moments in the Clone Wars. There, are, there's a whole lot to love in the Clone Wars. I think the fan base of the Clone Wars proves that there's a lot to love there. There are some, and I think the the staunchest Clone Wars defenders will say, "Yeah, man, that is a hard thing to watch." Like, no, it's just, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Agreed, Rebels. Yeah. It all it always hits. Like, is are there yep. episodes that hit higher than the clone than um, some of like yeah sure one hundred percent there are some episodes that are just like it's just kind of more character development. Kind of exploring like Satine with other characters or Ezra with other characters, sure. But those are all good episodes, and this is yeah. another really good episode. And again, it is not um, a Twilight of the Apprentice, right? It is not Twin Sons, um, but it but doesn't it's not have meant to be. be. Imagine like yeah, exactly. what what kind of show would be? That? I would just the it would wear off. That effect would wear off. So I, I like this yep. episode, and yeah, Rebels doesn't miss. Uh, nope. So great show. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, Carter. I would give Nicholas, it a... you're wrong. Resistance is the most consistent show. <laughs> Resistance and Andor. 
Resistance and Andor are the two like highly consistent shows. Okay. Anyway. Carter, go. I'd say Captain. Pretty good. He said Captain, no comment. Oh, Captain, no comment? Okay. All right. Um, I mean, I feel like my ranking shouldn't count this week because I didn't watch the episode, but if I remember from past of watching the show, I would give it Captain as well. Um, I will also give it a Captain. Uh, it's it has its moments. It is it is a fun. It's it's an interesting episode. Um, I feel like we could have put this episode and the next episode together, um, and make it one. But I also feel like next episode. Uh, Hondo and uh, As Morgan episode. Okay, you know what? All Hondo episodes are Grand Admiral. Like let's just <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I, I'm not... this is not a sarcastic comment. Hondo is easily in my top five favorite characters of Star Wars. Like, Ooh, that's interesting. Hondo is amazing. Like Hondo go okay, when we went to Galaxy's Edge, right? Yeah. We know about the X Wings, right? Yeah. You know what was also really it wasn't as emotional, but it was like such a moment of joy for me was going to Smuggler's Run uh oh, and, and seeing Hondo. Hondo. And you're just like Yeah. Yeah, I love I Hondo. Can't, Hondo's I can't, great. I can't wait till we do uh, another Disney trip, either to land yeah. or to world, because I it's. I was just there like a few months ago, and oh my gosh. Yeah, it's 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 it's, it's just it is yeah. what it is. Haley and I went uh, in December, and it, it was we 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 spent the whole day in the park, and then kind of like yeah. we're there um, until until. It, until it closed and you know also galaxies i really really i know it's like you know stereotypical to say about disney like like it is cool to see like all the lanterns and all the lights going off um yeah. it is great hi lily bug uh, yep. he's gone uh only lily paints uh <laughs> no, no more post dinner moans oh no lily, lily oh, no. just like after, after like right on, and she's been an angel. She's just she just wants to climb in bed. Um, but yeah, no, go to Galaxy's Edge, stay until it is an awesome experience. Go to go to Hangar, uh, Docking Bay Seven, Docking Bay Nine, whatever Docking. it is. Seven. Yeah, Docking get dinner there. It's great. There she is. It is my angel. Um, uh, and just walk around at night. It's it's fantastic. And we should do that when we all get together for whatever we do. Whatever's next. Yep. Yeah, true. Yep, absolutely. Um, but that's going to be it for this episode. Uh, Chase, where can the good people find you on the social medias? Uh, right. Forward into the black. <laughs> Don't worry about Chase. Uh, find that on TikTok, Twitch, and YouTube. Uh, on TikTok, like I said, mostly Star Wars and Star Citizen. And on YouTube, uh, I'm mostly Elite Dangerous and Star Citizen Goober. Uh, Harith, where can the good people follow you? Well, you can find me at Harith Productions on TikTok and Instagram, Harith underscore edits on Twitter. And of course, you can find me here tonight for the launch of Jedi Survivor whenever that comes out. And whenever the game decides to install the disc. So I'm just going to be sitting there staring at a download meter going, going, can I play the game? Can I play the game? No. (laughs) Good luck. Good luck. And then once uh, it starts, it's going to just be chaos for until probably for another couple hours, and then I'll go to bed and then start another stream up the next morning. So let's go. see how it goes. There you 
go. Um, Carter, where can the good people follow you on the social medias? You can find me on TikTok at Cart2D2, not CarCardJ, as it says in the corner. I was just filling in for the night. Um, and then you can find me here. Seems pretty uh, often recently. Yeah, pretty, pretty. I've got some ideas. We'll, we'll talk offline. I would we'll like to offline. hear that. We'll yeah, you can find me there and here. And, and if you ever want a good dose of Ezra content, no fine. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, you can follow Char at Char Char J on all social medias. Uh, I would say uh, spelled right here, but he's I spelled there. right here. I don't. I don't. I don't. I'm, that's not he's my. Good thing. at that. He is very good at that. You're absolutely right, Chase. Yeah. Um. Uh. And you can check him out on the next episode of the Podwins Podcast. Uh, the one with Hondo. Yeah. The great episode. Uh, Where can the good yeah. I don't remember what happens, but I know it's a great episode. Cause I <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, you can find me at the pod. You can find us, I should say at the pod ones on all social medias. Uh, obviously tune in to Harris stream tonight on the channel. Uh, um, he will be doing a stream tonight and tomorrow, uh, as he said earlier. So if you want to watch gameplay of Jedi survivor, Go go with it, um, Char, Yeah, or yeah, or or you watch Chase play a different game. Uh, Hell, I think you should just take a bunch of G fuel and stay up on that one. Nah, fuck that noise. Um, all so, the balls, balls energy. <laughs> um, uh, you can uh, see uh, Char and I on this exact shit on this exact uh, um. Damn it. Now I, I love how Chase gets uh, mad at Luke for saying <laughs> shit, but I say fuck and Chase is like nothing. Uh, 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, playing Jedi Survivor. Doing some fun commentary with that. Um, I'm sure you'll see some content from Char and I uh, since he will be here. Uh, but that is going to be it. On to the next one. And may the force be with you. Always. Always. I didn't see it coming. Life can be so unpredictable. After losing my dad, it made me think about my family if something were to happen to me. The mortgage, car payments, and all the other bills. Even things like our annual summer vacation would be out of reach. I had heard about life insurance through Ethos and how easy it was to get coverage. They were right. I knew it was time to stop putting it off and get life insurance right now. I got on my computer and went to ethoslife.com. In just 10 minutes, I was covered, and boom, family protected. Thanks to Ethos, my family won't have to worry about the bills if the unpredictable happens to me. Ethos, fast and easy online term life insurance. Up to $2 million in coverage with no medical exam. Some policies as low as a dollar a day. Answer a few health questions and get your free quote at ethoslife.com audio. That's E-T-H-O-S-Life.com slash audio. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? 
they're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.